0: Welcome to the Fremont Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. We are a family of believers who meet in Fremont, Indiana every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We are attempting to follow Jesus by loving God and loving people. If you would like to support Fremont Community Church, go to www.fremontcommunity.org. desires friendship with you? As I was preparing for this morning, I felt like the Lord said to me, I want want you to talk a little bit about motherhood and about how God is portrayed as a mother throughout Scripture. Now, I'm going to have the necessary conversation right now. Is God a woman? No. Is God a man? No. Is God male? No. It's not how it works. You see, God invented masculinity and femininity. God invented what it means to be male and what it means to be female. And both of them are reflections of him. The the book of Genesis says God created... them in his image, male and female, he created them. So, gentlemen, you're reflecting the image of God in a very masculine way, and we're grateful for that. Ladies, you are reflecting the image of God in a very feminine way, and we are grateful for that. That's how this works. God doesn't blur the lines. These are important things. But it is okay for us to see that in the Bible there are images of God as mother because... Every single one of us grew up with imperfect moms, except for my kids. My kids have had a perfect mom from day one. But the rest of you, (laughs) I had to say that even though Rachel's not in here at the moment. Um, But, no, we all grew up with imperfect moms. Isn't that true? Some of us grew up with no mom at all. And our our moms may have been amazing, but they weren't perfect. But God is the one who loves us completely and who loves us most. And while we will always use male pronouns for the father, because that's what Jesus called him, the father and Abba. I'm not going to refer to the father as a she or a her, because that doesn't, I mean, that's just, it's not biblical. But at the same time, God is here to show us the love that we were not able to receive from our moms. And some of you know, so you say, My mom was amazing, and I'm sure she was. My mom was amazing, but she wasn't perfect. And because of that, there are gaps in my heart gaps where the love of a mother should have, you know, that my heart was invented to receive the love of a mom in specific ways. And she wasn't able to give me that because she wasn't perfect. She did an amazing job. In a whole bunch of ways, but there were ways, and I can't even name them now, that she wasn't perfect, and your mom was the same way. I know that's not a nice thing to think on Mother's Day, that we should all say, my mom was perfect on Mother's Day. That's important, right? But that's not the point. The point is that God is the one who comes and who binds those wounds and who gives us the love we could not receive in those places. So I'm going to read to you just a few different verses where God's motherly love is portrayed in Scripture. And I promise you, I'm not trying to be controversial or lean into the whole gender conversation that we're having in this culture. I'm not at all. And I argued with God about even preaching this message because I was like, you're just wanting me to poke the bear. No, no. No, this is what he said to me. He said, I could care less about the bear. What I care about are the people in your congregation and that will hear this message that need to receive mother love from me. That's what I care about. So you need to let it go, Josh. So I'm letting it go. Are you with me? Okay, so no one in this room is going to come up to me later and say, you're telling, telling me God's a woman? I'm not, okay? I'm just putting it out there. Not that women aren't awesome, and I will talk to you all day about how God has called women for ministry, about how God has put women and men to be partners in the place of reflecting the image of God. We could have that conversation, but we're not going to do that today. Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up by their arms. But they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love. And I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws and I bent down to them and fed them. Deuteronomy 32, 11 and 12. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them and bearing them on its pinions. Only the mother eagle does that. Hosea 13 Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. That's the people that are standing against Israel, not Israel themselves. Isaiah 49. Well, let's do Isaiah 66, 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Isaiah 49, 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child? that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb, even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. And then Jesus himself, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and yet you were not willing In these pictures, we see God's mother love doing a few specific things. Number one, God has born you. He carried you. He loved you into being. As I formed you in your mother's womb, he said, I knew you. It means that every single detail about who you are, he is aware of and he understands. And not only that, it was his will. And he brought you into being as you are. Think about that for a second. You are who you are because God made you who you are. And he loves you who you are because he made who you are. I can already feel it. I can already feel the pushback in that statement. Nope, you don't know who I am. I am not a good person. I am not okay. I am broken. God doesn't love that. And I would say to you, that's not true. God loves who you are right now. And he loves the journey you're on. And he is calling you to move forward and to be conformed to the image of his son. But he loves you where you are. Oh, somebody needs to say amen to that. He loves you where you are in the midst of your stumbling, in the midst of your difficulty, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of, of your misunderstanding, in the midst of, the, of your confusion. He comes and he meets you there. That's what he was saying in that verse when he says, I taught Ephraim to walk. I picked him up by the hands and I walked him across the thing. How many of you have done that with a little kid, you know, when they're just learning how to walk, you know, and they would and, and you just pick them up by their hands and you there got their Know a like this. And then, and, and and you just walk them across the room and they're they're so excited. Look, I'm walking. That's what God does for you. When you think you're doing best, <laughs> when you think, boy, I'm having a great day. I'm looking a lot like Jesus. You know what's really happening? God's got your arms like this, and He's holding you, and He's walking you step by step. And, and you're celebrating, look what I did, and He's going, You're so cute. But how else would we learn to walk, right? And we so often think of God as getting angry when we mess up, but see, he understands our frailty and he understands our brokenness. And I have yet to see a mother (laughs) whose child is learning how to walk when the child falls down. How does the mother respond? You stupid little brat. (laughs) You should know how to walk better than that. Is that how a mom responds to her kids? No, what does she do? She runs. Her heart has moved towards the child. She runs. She picks him up. She holds him in her arms and to her chest and says, It's going to be okay. This is the response of God to our stumbles. This is the response of God to our difficulty. Not chastisement. I cast thee out away from my presence. No, 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 no. He comes running and gathers us up into his arms and says, And how motherly is that? And how much we need it? How much we need it? How many of you have made a mistake this week? God draws near to those who need him most. He bore you. He carried you into being. You came from him. And because of that, he loves you deeply. Deuteronomy 32, 18, you were unmindful of the rock that bore you, and you forgot the God who gave you birth. He carried us. He formed us. He has brought us to this moment, and he's going to continue to carry us forward. Number two, God is a protector and a defender. I love that picture from Hosea like a bear robbed of her cubs. You don't want to get between a mama bear and her cubs. You don't want to do that. That is a scary place to be because she will destroy you. That's how God feels about your enemies. Boy, if I believed that. Man, if I believed that, if I believed that God's anger and 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 his and, and and his fury wasn't for me, it was for that which was standing against me. Woo! Can you imagine how you would live your life if you really believed that if somebody messes with his boy, God's going to come in here and tear him apart? Ooh, can you imagine what that would be like to live your life that way? And when the devil tries to come and come around and mess with your head, he was like, you better watch out. Like a mama bear st- stripped of her cubs, God is going to come after you. And you got no hope. Come on now, somebody get excited about this. <laughs> when I feel like this. I feel defended by him. The mother love of God saving me from my enemies God is a protector my mom was always a a great mama bear and my mom had the has the capacity to be fierce she does and uh I remember once, I don't remember how old I was. I must have been in the fifth grade or so. And I had been sick a lot. I had, I had serious, I had strep throat about five or six times that year. I had like, and I just kept getting sick, and I just couldn't get better for very long. And there was this one day where the, uh, the, the school had sent a letter home to my mom. If your son misses one more day, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so <laughs> I woke up you know, a little while later, and I had a 102 temperature, right, and uh, we were going to go to the doctor, but, but, you know, mom called, hey, Josh isn't is going to be, it. well, Mrs. Hawkins, we're going to, you know, and they were kind of giving her the business, so she put me in the car, and she drove me to the school, and she dragged me into the nurse's office, and said, take his temperature, and then tell me I don't know when my boy is sick. Like, it was, yeah, I'll never forget that. I was just like, woo. <laughs> uh, I remember thinking, boy, I wouldn't want to be that nurse, boy. you know, <laughs> Mama Bear came out, and God's Mama Bear-ness is going to come out. I want you to, think about that the next time you feel intimidated by the enemy, the next time you feel like circumstances or difficulties are crowding around you and threatening you, you're not going to be okay. You're not going to have what you need. You're not up to the task. And I want you to hear the growl of our God as mama bear. scaring the enemy away, I will tear that enemy to pieces because I'm a mama bear, says the Lord. I think that's so great. Oh, Lord, let us live in the shelter of your fierce protection. But almost on the opposite side, God is a comforter and a nourisher and a restorer of the lost and the broken. God is a comforter and a nourisher and a restorer of the lost and the broken. Almost all of these pictures that we have where God kind of takes on the motherly aspect, almost all of them are the same kind of story. They're almost all a mother whose child has wandered away and who is mourning and in grief, longing for the return of their child and promising that if we come home, we will find peace and comfort, joy and restoration. Over and over again, Look at Jesus as he weeps over Jerusalem. Jesus weeping motherly tears over the city of Jerusalem. How long have I desired to gather you as a mama hen gathers her chicks under her wings? How long have I desired for you to just come and find safety and protection with me? And you would not. And you would not. I think a lot of the times we find ourselves estranged from God because we're worried about what his response will be when we come home. Do You know what I mean? I don't go to church because I feel guilty. I don't go to church because I'm worried that, you know, how many times has someone said, well, if I stepped foot in there, the roof would fall in. I promise you it wouldn't. If it stays up when I walk in, you are safe. But over and over again, the scripture shows God as a weeping mother longing for her child who has wandered away, wandered out of the safety of her embrace, and she just longs longs for her child to be returned to her, that is the heart that our God has for you. That is the heart that our God reaches out. And if you are far from God this morning, come home. There's no reason to fear. Come home. There's no reason to think that you'll be rejected or turned out or turned away or looked upon as some kind of... No, God adores you and all of the emotion in God's heart for you is welcome, restoration. Come home because that's who God is. Can a woman forget her child? And have no compassion on the son of her womb? Yes, even a woman could forget her child, but I, the Lord says, will not forget you. If you think a mother's heart longs for her children, Multiply that times infinity. That is the heart of God towards you and I. I believe the Lord called me to preach this sermon this morning because there are men, women, children in this room or watching right now. You desperately need God's motherly love. You desperately need protection, restoration, nourishment, acceptance. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads right now. Some of you in this room desperately need a mother's love today. And God is here to bring it to you. Do you feel the need of a place of comfort and shelter? Of warmth and safety? Let God surround you today. Do you feel the need of someone to stand up for you? To fiercely protect you and watch out for you? Let God cover you with his wings of protection. Do you need comfort, restoration, and nourishment? Come close to our God. God is here to heal the brokenness and bind up and kiss all your boo-boos. Do you need to come home from far away? God's heart has been broken, waiting for you to return. Today, come and find a place in his arms. Let's prepare to receive communion today. God, Jesus taught us to speak to you as Abba, Father. And so you are. We need love today. And Lord, we we thank you and we're so grateful for the moms that have been a part of our lives, whether they be our mothers or surrogate moms or just ladies that have been mother figures to us over the years. Lord, we are so grateful for them. But there is still a gaping need on the inside of every man and woman and child for the revelation of the love of God in all of its fullness. Lord, my prayer this morning as we sit in this place together, go ahead, guys, as we sit in this place together, my prayer is that you, Father, would come close with mother love and surround us. That we would know beyond the shadow of a doubt that we are protected. That we are accepted. That we are restored and nourished. Meet us where we are this morning, beautiful God. And fill us with an understanding of your great love. My friends, we are coming to the table of the Lord. And this is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. And it is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come. You who have much faith and you who have little, come. You who have been here often and you who have not been here long, come. You who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come. For the Lord invites you and it is his will that those who would meet him would meet him here. Thank you, Kayleen, you're awesome. Does everyone have the elements? Kids, we're glad you're with us to receive communion today. Parents, take this opportunity to talk to your kids a little bit about what we're about to do and how this isn't just snack time. What we're about to do is special. It's something Jesus taught us to do a long, long time ago. When he was having his final Passover meal with his disciples, he took the bread. They had this flat bread that they would share together, this bread without yeast that they would share together at the Passover meal. And he took that bread, kind of like a pita, and he tore it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. And he was telling them that just a, just a little bit later, just a few hours later, that Jesus himself was going to go to the cross. And, his, and there was, they were going to whip him and they were going to beat him. And his very body was going to be torn. But he said, I want you to know ahead of time that it's for you. I'm doing this for you because I love you. And I want you to be a part of my people. He said, this is my body, which will be broken for you. Take and eat, every one of you. So let's do that together. And later on in the meal, they were passing around a a special cup with some special grape juice in it. And Jesus took that cup and he said, that bread was my body, but this is my blood. And he was letting them know that very soon, only a few hours from then, Jesus himself was going to be bleeding his own blood out onto the ground for you, for me. And because of Jesus' blood, there was a new promise that was coming forth unto the world. A new promise, that, a promise from God for you that if you will trust him, that you'll be a part of his family forever. He said, I'm signing that promise in my own blood. That's how serious I am. Now, drink from the cup to say yes to that promise. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your promise. We thank you for your grace. Amen. I want to read something. I've got a good friend who's a pastor just up the street at Fremont United Methodist Church. Her name's Tracy Zimmerman, she's great. We're going to trade pulpits sometime this summer, so you'll get to hear her. She is just a ball of energy. She's amazing. I love her. And I talked to her, I said as as a as a woman and as a mother, what does Mother's Day mean to you? And she, we talked for a little bit. And then she sent me this, and she said she reads it every Mother's Day over her church. And I, I thought I would read it over you ladies this morning. Is that okay? Because I thought it was great. To those of you who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. (laughs) To those who experienced loss this year through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we cry with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility fraught with pokes and prods and tears and disappointments, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make this harder than it is. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who have lost their mothers we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who will have emptier nests in the upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you this Mother's Day. We walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we have real warriors in our midst, and we remember you. We love you, ladies, and we're blessed to have you. Can we stand? Father God, I pray you would go with us this morning. I bless this congregation in the name of Jesus to be aware of and present with the women in their lives, whether they be men or women or children. I pray that it would come home to all of us, the gift that you have given us through the women who stand around us in this moment right now. Lord, fill our hearts with gratitude for them and appreciation for them, I ask. Not just those that are in this room, but those that we're going to go and see in the next few days. Lord, I pray an extra special blessing on every woman in this house or that's watching right now. We bless them and we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Love you guys. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Have a great day.